Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and then use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Monday. I think we're down to 17 days before opening day. Getting close. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, Ryan Herrera with you uh, as we start another week of Cubs talk here on CHGO. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, guys. I don't want to spend too much time on the Big Ten tournament, but the last time – we were together. Cody was not with us. He was Cody Del Misso, as he was labeled for the mm-hmm. show. Wow. That's yeah, a good one. Right I like that. Yeah. That's the first time I'm hearing this. I, I honestly didn't have time to check out Thursday's show. Sorry, guys. Oh, it was a beauty. We were placed and, with, uh, Carm. Uh, Cody Del Misso and Cody Del Skippo were both thrown around during the podcast. All right. I was it worth it? It was worth it, even though I was once again hurt again. But, yeah. I mean, what else, what else is my life? My life is wake up, uh, have this dangerous thing called hope for all the teams that I like, and then get hurt again. So uh, here's the hoping the Cubs don't do that as much this year. Um, one more one more time to get hurt by Illinois again. One more time. Can't wait. Yeah, exactly. Either be Thursday or it's going to be Saturday. One of the two. Can't wait. <laughs> They're not making that on the first weekend? Is that what you're saying? Well, you know, they got to play Arkansas, and then they'll probably play Kansas. So, I mean, I guess this time it's, you know, there's no expectations here. Uh, however, however, before the season started, they had, Illinois and Kansas had played a scrimmage in which rumor says that Illinois beat Kansas that day. Um, have it. So, <laughs> I'm ready to be hurt again, guys. If we can even get the house money, if we can even get to that opportunity, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, you guys would finally be on the same page, rooting against Kansas. It would be a nice yeah. thing. It'd be a unity on the CHGO Cubs podcast. Amer- America, America will be rooting for Illinois in that in that, yeah, right. in that aspect. And for some 100%. reason, at least on the internet, a lot of people don't like Illinois. I don't ever really understand. It's not like we win every year or anything like that, but you know whatever so we'll see thursday 3 30 in des moines iowa it's gonna be wild i see mike dubs joining from pool he's poolside for the show today and i also saw carlos in the chat hello to everybody in the chat carlos saying why are we not talking about assad taking smiley spot we're gonna talk about assad in just a minute i didn't bring it up luke did just saying oh right it was my fault yeah i just wanted to touch let me before we even get to Assad, let me tell you what really chapped me over the weekend this daylight savings thing first of all it's terrible with kids they don't know what time it is that part's a nightmare but can somebody explain to me first of all the whole thing is stupid but explain to me why we want to why would we not push this to like a wednesday for losing an hour in the day why do we ever want to lose an hour in the weekend why do we ever want to make it shorter why not do that on a Wednesday and we can all get rid of the middle of the week that's a bunch of garbage? I didn't even realize that happened. <laughs> I, I, yeah, completely I really didn't it. know. Yeah, I had no <laughs> idea. Lucky Ryan's even here. He still, still doesn't know what time yeah. it is. I'm just lucky my phone, you know, it, it, it changes with the time. You know what I mean? Like, if my phone didn't do it, I would think, you know, I, yeah. I'd be far behind on this right now. Yeah, Niren says I hate farmers. You're damn right I do if it bothers my schedule. <laughs> 
Anyways, that was the most Luke get off my lawn rant. <laughs> I'm happy to take an extra hour when we fall back. But if you're going to spring forward, can't you wait to do it until the middle of the week? What do I, why are we getting rid of, why are we making our weekend shorter? That doesn't Those make far, any the, sense. The farmer's got to get ready to go on Monday, Luke. Oh, come on. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I, I'll be honest with you, Cody. I didn't watch any of the big 10 tournament. I decided I had no, I hadn't watched hardly any college big 10 basketball this season. I was like, mm. why watch the tournament? I, I had it on, but I wasn't watching it. And um, instead I ended up watching the Chris rock, Stand up that just mm. was released on Netflix. Did you love the ending? Well, the I kept watching it, thinking, "When's he finally going to talk <laughs> about Will Smith?" Especially with the Oscars being last night, and he, it, it, I thought it was mild at first, until he gets to the end of the stand up <laughs> at the bottom of the hour, and you're just like, he unloads on Will Smith. <laughs> oh yeah, it's I like, watched it live when it came out like two weeks ago. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, there's some payback right there. I haven't gotten to watch it, but it's good. I highly recommend. I highly recommend. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's all he's always funny. There's there's always a few parts that he makes everybody uncomfortable. At some point, somebody's uncomfortable with any stand up that he's doing. <laughs> but the end is the end with Will Smith and the Oscar stuff is pretty funny. Uh, all right, let's get to the Cubs. Javier Assad last night. For those of you that could stay up and watch the end, I got through just through Assad, and then I was lights out. <laughs> Javier Assad, the ass man, shoved against Team USA. First of all, I don't know Play how. Play it out loud again. It's awesome. <laughs> it for, First of all, it shows you this, that as much as we talk about the Cubs and say this isn't possible, and while it's only one game, baseball is so funny because clearly there's more talent on Team USA. Like, don't, don't tell yeah. me Team USA isn't more talented. And they were never in that game. They, they were never in the game against mm -hmm. Mexico. On one day, and sometimes even one series, it just doesn't matter because that's the way the game is. Now, if you're playing them against high school kids, yes, there'd be a difference. But once you get to this level, uh, not so much. And so while we can make our predictions, and we will here all the time on the podcast, don't forget, baseball has a way of being baseball. So when you're counting stuff out, don't necessarily do it. Assad was amazing. I'm a, I watched him for three innings. He, I was like – how is this guy not in our rotation? He was awesome. And it, it's always one of those things where, you know, I, I think we had kind of come down to as either going to be Hayden Wisniewski or Adrian Sampson, right, for that mm -hmm. fifth starter spot. Um, and, that you know, that was, I think, from when we started the spring training, even through the last couple of weeks, it was like, those are the two. Now it was Wisniewski pulling ahead of Sampson because Sampson's struggling, was, you know, which we'll get to. Um, but now, I mean, Assad has pitched well, and I think – one of the things, and this is what everyone on Twitter was talking about, but you go in and look, he had, I think it was 12 pitches, uh, fastballs of 95 miles per hour plus. Uh, and he only had two of those last season. All last season, he had two that touched, at le legitimately touched 95. Like you can round up a couple and get to that 95, whatever, but he only had two that touched 95 last year. He had 12 last night. Um, I know, I remember reading some stuff a couple weeks ago from uh, reporters out in, in Arizona um, saying that he had gone through like a little bit of a velocity program, doing some stuff, uh, you know, workouts and, and, and whatever to, to boost some velocity. And that, that shows you right there. I know it was, a, you know, a little bit more of like an, an adrenaline type thing that probably helped as well, because he's, you know, it's the world baseball classic. He's facing off against this insane lineup that team USA has. Um, but the fact that he consistently touched 95 plus, which he wasn't doing that consistently last year, that tells you something, something worked, something clicked over the off season with that program. So I think that was super exciting to see, especially I'm, I'm sure the Cubs, you know, people were watching and seeing Javier Assad go out and dominate some lineups. So yeah, I think we have overlooked Assad throughout the entire off season, but he's, he's going to be making his push. And I tweeted it yesterday, even if he doesn't win that fifth starter spot, like yet last night, perform against got his performance against Team USA uh, is just another example of, of how he got himself in this, you know, discussion in the first place. He's only twenty five, Cody. You know yeah. that's the one thing we forget about. Is like it's not like he's uh, a twenty nine year old guy or a thirty year old guy that's been around. You know, they signed him an international free agent, and he's only twenty five. And to watch him go from ninety one. 
a year ago. And then by the end of last season, it's like Ryan was saying to 95 impressive. And last night, his last strikeout against Pete Alonzo, he's at 97. So first of all, I don't understand how that works. <laughs> I'm glad the Cubs have figured it out and we, we're seeing it work, but I think we've totally overlooked the guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that Javier Assad could just be that example that the Cubs have to, you know, push to their minor leaguers that aren't necessarily getting highly touted down the road. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's awesome. I mean, no, we didn't know who this guy was last year, mid year. We had, I didn't know who he was. And then he comes up and me and Luke are making ass man jokes uh, on his debut. And, you know, it, throughout the rest of the year when the games didn't matter, he, he was impressive. We can't deny it. That's why he was kind of like in this conversation. Um, and he's looked good this spring, but even before this appearance with Mexico. So I, I, I don't know how to decide who should get that fifth man spot in the rotation. I know a lot of people are like, Wesneski, Wesneski, because he he was just as electric over the weekend. Like, we keep saying, like, maybe him if he just completely blows our mind. Well, he's been blowing my mind with four perfect innings over the weekend as well. Um, but Assad has looked just as good. And, yeah, when you're throwing – when he's throwing a little bit harder now with this program and, you know, everything like that, it's like – I don't know how to make this decision. I think the Cubs are better are, are, are good no matter who they go with, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, before Ryan said that, I was just thinking, well, maybe he was able to just kind of let it out. Like you like let the gas out a lot more because, you know, he knew he was probably on a pitch count anyway. And it's not like he started the game. So like I was thinking, okay, maybe maybe he's better in the the the, the middle relief long le- like kind of like Keegan Thompson was last year role, you know what I mean? Maybe maybe he's better than that, but uh, yeah, I didn't know the the stuff that Ryan said. So now I'm just I I don't really know, but it, yeah, it's awesome. He's what you say he's 25, Luke. Like yeah, I mean this is this is what we've dreamed of for years as Cubs fans is for the Cubs to be able to just have endless amounts of pitching that they can just develop themselves. Like, this is awesome. You love to see it. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I, uh, I still, I know a lot of people don't want to agree with it, but I still think Samson opening day, but it's going to be a short leash with the way that Wesneski mm-hmm. and, and Assad are pitching. Um, but there's still a few weeks left. I can change my mind again. I want to see Wesneski in the rotation eventually. And, if, if Assad is going to pitch like this, I mean, watch out, Drew Smiley. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I, 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 I genuinely don't know. But it's a good problem to have. So everyone in my mentions that's like, if Samson's in the opening day rotation, then I'm going to go, like, stampede the marquee or whatever. Like, we're in a great spot. We, 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 you have to love the Cubs position right now with the pitching that they have. They have endless amounts of pitching. So I don't care that Adrian Sampson gave up two homers yesterday. He still figured it out after before the start ended, and he probably could have gone five or six innings. And that's all you ask for out of your fifth starter. So I'm, I'm at a point where I just don't really know who I want in that fifth starter role. But I think at, at, at the end of the day, you're feeling pretty good with all three. So – those don't yell Todd and Wesneski are making it hard, Cody. Yeah, we, we um, thought Samson was the obvious, but those two guys are making it difficult. Absolutely. And I saw in the chat, absolutely near and saying, How about a piggyback, Wesneski and Assad? And I also think, piggy, well, for that matter, you could go piggyback Smiley and Assad because they're two totally different pitchers, so you'd be getting a different look in the same game. I kind of like that mixture almost as much as I like the Wesneski one. Um. Wesneski's, I mean, Wesneski in the right now in the Cactus League is looking like he's a three, not a five. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's he's pitched great. And and as far as Assad, when I look back at last season and and we started calling him the ass man and all that stuff, and we were kind of joking around, like, who is this guy? He had nothing to lose. So I, I kind of factor that into some of the things like when when guys come up and they pitch well. You notice it, but you also say, well, they have no pressure on themselves. So let's remember, let's at least remember that. Okay, put him in this situation. He's representing Mexico. He's he's representing his country, and it's against the US. You don't think he felt pressure last night? Look at yeah. some of the guys he went up against. Only Mike Trout got a hit against him. 
who's like arguably the, he was one of the greatest baseball players to ever walk this earth. <laughs> He's right. the only one that got a hit. But, I mean, Pete Alonso struck out twice. He went through Nolan Arenado, Goldschmidt, Trout got the hit, Mookie Betts, McNeil, Will Smith, lucky didn't hit him, uh, Tim Anderson, and Kyle Tucker. I mean, that's better than any major league team lineup that you're going to go through during the regular season. Guys, the, that's pressure. When you're representing your country, that's what I love about the opportunity that some of these guys are getting. Assad is a perfect example, and we'll talk about two other guys coming up in the second segment. But Assad had a chance of pitching in a Cactus League game, which would have been great, and we all would have liked it, but you would have known guys were working on things, or he had a chance to have these three innings that I guarantee you are a better building block for him than it would have been if he went out and faced the Diamondbacks split squad roster someday. You know, like, yeah. this is uh, this is great experience for him, and he stepped up to the plate last night. Yeah, if anything, like, at – the very least, the confidence boost is like exponentially higher facing that lineup than any lineup he would have faced in a Cactus League game. Like no matter what, at the very least, his confidence is probably at an all-time high after that. Real quick here, this is from Maddie Lee at the Sun-Times. Um, I mentioned the Velocity program. Um, he said, so this is what uh, quote from, from her, uh, Assad will also be testing the results of a Velocity program and a couple mechanical adjustments he implemented over the offseason. His velocity program incorporated a core velocity belt, weighted plyo care balls, lifting and running. And when he threw, he was focused on staying closed and driving off his back foot. So that as far as like his program, like it seems like kind of subtle, subtle things, especially the mechanics, right? It's like little subtle things that maybe you don't notice until someone talks about them. Um, but they all seem to have resulted in something that, you know, he was looking for, he was looking to do and can actually help him be a better uh, pitcher at the major league level and more uh, a little bit even a little bit of an uptick in velocity helps with that so yeah. it seems like what he worked on did help I would like to see it continue and you know when, whenever he pitches again in the WBC whenever he goes back to the Cubs for cactus league games like I want to see that velocity continue because then that shows you that oh it wasn't just like a, an adrenaline spot helping and giving him a little bit extra like he actually did something over the offseason that leads to results that would actually last, you know, yeah. um, that's I mean, what I want to see out of him. If Assad is going to consistently touch 95 to 97 miles per hour with the fastball, then yeah, that completely puts him to me. It, it, it would put him ahead of someone like Samson. So like we, it was one time. So like, I, like Ryan said, I need to see it more. And then also related to Wesneski, Brendan, uh, our pitch doctor, he put an inter interesting tweet out over the weekend. I think it was right after Wesneski's uh, appearance. I think he, like, added up the Cubs organizational, like, innings pitched for all their pitchers. And Wesneski, like, combined with um, his innings that he put with the Yankees uh, farm last year, he had more innings than anyone else on the team. So, you know, we questioned, can he put that amount of innings out there or on, on the docket? like you know for 2023 right away with that tweet that brennan said it's like all right well i didn't know that thanks for sharing uh so yeah again like everyone's yelling at me in the chat or a few people are at least saying like that i'm like pro samson it's not that i'm pro samson it's just like i i i just don't know and i still think that samson pitched well enough last year that he's earned the opportunity you think i'm going to take spring training games seriously like that like serious enough to completely rip out everything that he did last year like come on like i i'm not gonna do that i'm sorry that doesn't mean i don't think wesneski or assad are not potentially better than him have a higher ceiling that's not to say that at all but these are young pitchers and you know like we always say how theo said it development isn't always linear so i'm not saying you coddle them but maybe you're not putting as much pressure on them going into the season is the smart move and we and we saw it for a year and a half now from Adrian Samson. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, again, I don't know, but it's very interesting stuff coming out of the weekend with those two on top of, you know, Samson hasn't exactly made anyone excited about him this yeah. spring. And that's why a lot of people are out on him. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but again, like you said the same thing about Drew Smiley, who had a good outing in his last start too. Like, so I, it, how much are you going to take in the spring training? I'll take what Assad did for Mexico last night because yeah. it was in a game that mattered. You know what I mean? So, again, I'm just very uh, confused. And, 
But it's a bad good, thing. It's a good yeah. thing. It's a good Flip thing. That. Like I keep saying, it's a good spot to be in for the Cubs. And I, I've dreamed of this for years and years right. and years. So this is yeah. this is awesome. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing it all play out. And uh yeah. Yeah. And I, I think one of the other things is and and you know, I put the opening day roster, I made a opening day roster projection, put it on um show.com last week and i had samson in that fifth role was nesky and, and Assad out of you know off the opening day roster again things can change you still got a couple weeks till uh opening day but you know whatever but the thing i want i really liked and this is a quote that um i had gotten from jordan bastion at cubs.com from david ross uh it would have been you know maybe last week or so uh pretty much saying like everyone makes a big deal out of being on the opening day roster and you know he did too as a player um, you made a big deal out of it, but at the same time, it's like just because you're not on the opening day roster doesn't mean you're not going to have a huge role on the team, you know, going forward, right? Like Hayden Wozneski and Javier Assad may not make the opening day roster, but hey, they might be up within the first couple weeks of the season because injuries happen or whatever, you know, just because they're not on the opening day roster, if that's how it turns out, that does not mean that they're not going to play huge roles in helping that, the, you know, the Cubs win games in 2023. So, when we say, you know, Adrian Sampson on opening day roster, it's never an indictment on Hayden Wozneski or Javier Assad or however it works out. Or like whoever makes it, it's not an indictment on the other two. It's just how they decided to build the roster heading into the season. And then things have, like Luke said earlier in the show, like baseball happens, man. Base- baseball will give you little twists and turns that you didn't expect to come. And that's why the Cubs have this great depth, right? If, Right. Adrian Sampson is on the opening day roster and, and just isn't very good or gets hurt or whatever it is. Well, they got they got a couple guys in Hayden Wozneski and Javier Assad who could come up and you feel good about it now. Like that's that was the point of building all this pitching that that when injuries hit like they did last season, the Cubs, you know, starting pitching the rotation isn't going to tank. No, yeah. like to Ryan's point, you know, 2015, Chris Bryant, for other reasons, didn't make the roster. But of course, he had a huge impact on the season. <laughs> this would be different in that. Samson has given you a reason to step back and go, huh? Shane points out, you know, eight, eight and a third, 13 hits, 13 earned runs, eight home runs. It has not been a good spring so far. Now, whether or not he's working on something specifically, I don't know. That's always possible. But the other two guys have been the exact opposite. So unless the Cubs pre-decided this, the conversation the last two and a half weeks is getting more interesting at the very least, but it's something to keep an eye on for sure. And I do like the idea of each of those guys having an important role at some point this season for different reasons. You know, like, like Ryan said it injuries, it doesn't matter what it is. At some point we know that those five starters are not going to be the five starters. And we have no idea what Kyle Hendricks is going to be. We hope Kyle Hendricks goes back to being Kyle Hendricks, but for the first time in pretty close to my lifetime, you go back to maybe, 03 and then the world series team but like for the first time one of the first times in my life pitching is leading the cubs i I hope the hitters are coming but it's pretty clear that pitching is the strength of this team going into this season and i think barb said it in the chat early in the season you hope that carries the cubs the last thing a hitter wants to face at wrigley field when it's 39 degrees and misting outside is a 97 mile an hour fastball (laughs) at their hands. That's the last thing they want to see going on. That's why you see a lot of strikeouts early in the season. It's like swing one, swing two, swing three. See you later. I'm going back to the heater. And maybe that helps the Cubs out. You know, we will, uh, we will soon see. And in a, in a, just a couple minutes here, we're going to talk about the other two guys who have been at the world baseball. Well, there's been more than that, but two other guys over the weekend who really, uh, made you open their eyes or open our eyes a little bit uh, at the World Baseball Classic as well. But first, the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy. ComEd offers a free facility assessment that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer is going to work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs, These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on right away. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. Don't wait. 
Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash powering biz. If you're ready to sign up for that facility assessment, call them at 1-855-433-2700. Again, 1-855-433-2700. During normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. You can also email them at businessee at comed.com and request an assessment online on their website, comed.com slash facility assessment. So very clearly, guys, it is baseball season, and we're getting a lot of fantasy drafts going on right now. And, of course, fantasy football. It's never too early to talk fantasy football because the Bears, by the way, traded the number one pick, and we were all giddy. There wasn't a Chicago sports fan that wasn't thinking, oh, oh, we robbed them. We robbed the Panthers. We completely fleeced Carolina with that trade. Oh, yeah. I hope it works out that way. Let's just say that. Uh, But it is baseball season, so get your latest fantasy baseball news from Rotowire, a pioneer in fantasy sports for over 25 years. They've got cheat sheets, customer player rankings to fit all types of leagues, rotisserie, points, 10 category, 30 category. Let their experts analyze all the wild baseball stats out there for you, WRC+, barrel rate, all the other things I don't understand. Mock drafts galore, ask the expert function, premium fantasy draft kits, custom start sit, add drop, trade advice, lineup optimizers, and access to fantasy and sports betting articles, not just baseball. Fantasy advice on everything from golf, soccer, NASCAR, XFL. I didn't even know there was XFL fantasy, but apparently there is. For a limited time, Rotowire is offering a free two-day trial to our listeners. All you have to do, you ready for this? Go to rotowire.com chgo to register. There's no commitment. They're so confident you're going to like their product and want to invest in a subscription plan. They don't even ask for the credit card up front. So take a peek behind their paywall. When the trial is done, then you can decide if a Rotowire package is right for you. Sounds like a great idea if you're getting ready to take on your buddies or just uh, get involved in a fantasy league. <laughs> What's going on in the chat today? Michael Collada just did the most. <laughs> He's, that's the most Michael Collada comment ever, yeah. man. <laughs> I respect yeah. it. I'm asking, why did he trade the number one pick with seven weeks left? I believe he wanted to, A, know what his cards were going into today's start of free agency. Mm-hmm. Like that, I think mm-hmm. that was a goal. Like if he could get somebody to go and meet his demand of a number one receiver plus a number one pick plus a little more and still stay in the top 10 and know his cards going in, it allows you yeah. to be wiser going into free agency if you know what your cards are. If yeah. you don't, if you don't know how much money's in your pocket, it's a little more a little more difficult to address free agency. I just yeah. I hope he got it right, but it sounds like he got a pretty good deal. Yeah, I also wonder if you look at he looked at it and like I'm not going to get a better deal than this. Like regardless of what time of the year it is, I may right. not get a better deal than the one I'm getting right now. And that that may be why he did. I don't know, but that's what the it, way I look at it is like that was a really good trade, and I for a from, for a draft from, pick. Yeah, and for what I'm looking at, I'm like, I don't know how the Cubs or not Cubs, the Bears could have got a better trade package than that, like what they got back. Uh, and so if you know you wait, you run the risk of that offer being pulled off the table. So that that could be it. It might just be like that was the offer they wanted and they got it, and yeah, and there you go. Well, I, and I think that what most people like uh, Colada saying who's who's going to throw the ball. Here's the deal. He fine Justin Fields finally has a number one ride receiver, right? Come on, and, and now if Claypool or Mooney wants to be two out of whatever, two, three, Cole Komet, he's got some receivers. If they get him some offensive line help here, yeah. at least you can evaluate Justin Fields this year. And if he stinks in the chance that he's not good this year and doesn't develop, and you're like, Well, it wasn't that he had no talent around him, he just can't see receivers and throw to receivers. Okay, if that's the case then we're going to find out that the Bears are probably going to have a top 10 pick of their own next year, and Carolina is going to be terrible. They just got rid of their only offensive weapon because they already traded their running back. So you figure that Carolina number one pick next year is also in the top 10. So you package those together and you move up and you go get the quarterback you want next year if that's what has to happen. It's a backup plan. Yeah. Anyways. The Bears are doing a podcast, too. They got all kinds of stuff going on. We're talking Cubs baseball here in the CHGO Cubs podcast. <laughs> Niren says that's a lie. It's spin. Um, that's what we do. We spin. 
Oh yeah. So we talked about Javier Assad. He was the he was the shining Cubs player last night, shoving it down the throats of Team USA, who now plays Canada tonight. Canada, who has Owen Casey on the roster, which will be fun to see. Casey, two for five with three ribbies against Great Britain last night. So there's one of the young, I just said, pitching's carrying the Cubs into this next wave of the next great Cubs team, we hope. But there's one of the young hitters. There's one of the sluggers there. And I saw that uh, PCA and uh, who was the other guy? Triantos were there watching him. Yep. Yep. Pretty nice game for Casey. Listen, 20-year-old who was in low A, or no, in high A last year. I don't know where the Cubs expect him to be this year, but, I mean, what he just what he did over the weekend, like, that's exciting stuff. And I know all of us hate the U Darvish trade, but he's one of the pieces from it that, you know, it's taken a while, not necessarily mean that the Cubs are going to win this trade or anything. Maybe it just comes out more even, whatever, but – Got to like what you're seeing from the kid. Absolutely. Like, I, I'm excited about it. It's, uh, you, cause yeah, we, like Luke said, we're, we've been talking a lot about the young pitchers, but got to have some hitters too. And most of the hitters we've been talking yeah. about are Brennan Davis and PCA and, you know, Matt Mervis. But Casey's a guy who he'll be in the minors all season, but I'm interested to see where the Cubs start him and see how far he can go up. Like yeah. go up in the in the system this year because I I do like like Lou said earlier as well this is great experience for guys like him and Mervis who we're probably going to talk about this segment too so I whatever he can do for Team Canada I'm I'm this will be the one time ever where I'm like go Canada let's go like yeah <laughs> come on Owen Casey <laughs> do like what he did over the weekend was really impressive it really was. Yeah, and, and when you look at it, and this is what we talked about, you know, earlier in the in the offseason of guys that, you know, these prospects that are still developing, but then going to play, you know, World Baseball Classic. And sometimes you think, oh, like, it, they're going to be away from, you know, all the Cubs coaches for a couple of weeks, or at least, you know, during spring training. But you also are like, yeah, but they're also playing against some of the best baseball players in the world, like literally professional base, like major league type level baseball players, right? Um, so for a guy like Owen Casey, who's still so young, getting experience now against ma- real major league pitching and not in a Cactus League game in a legitimate like this game means something like there's actual pressure in it. Like that's huge for him. And yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, he, I I'd probably my gut would probably tell me he starts in double A, but I could see them having him start at, at high A just to open the year and then kind of let him build up from there. Um Regardless, he's not expected to make his major league debut at any point this year. But, and me and Luke, we talked about this on Thursday with Cody Del Misso. Skip. Um, he, they have all this outfield depth, and Owen Casey's not depth. Uh, um, you know, outfield prospects, like the high end of their prospect list, is in the outfield, and Owen Casey's part of that. And any experience and development he's getting right now, playing against you know major league type pitching, and at, at his young age, like that is huge for him as far as like, how can he make himself stand out in a group that includes Pete Crow Armstrong, Brennan Davis, Alexander Canario, Kevin Alcantara. Like he's, he's in that group, but those guys are all guys you could see playing at Wrigley field for a long time. So what he's doing now is trying to make himself stand out uh, among a group of really high level prospects in the outfield. And who knows if he, if one Casey does ever end up playing for the Cubs, right? Like, not every prospect that comes through a system is going to play for the Cubs. Um, but the way he succeeds in the World Baseball Classic, he gets a three-run home run, right? Like, the way the stuff he does now helps him stand out. And as he continues to develop, hey, maybe he ends up jumping some of those guys. Maybe he ends up being one of the better prospects of that group. Like, everything he's doing right now is just helping his own development and and just, you know, doing it on a world stage is, is pretty big for him as far as confidence goes. Yeah, Yeah, I'd like to see that the – teammates guys that he'll be playing with uh casey that is there's guys supporting him like pca and those guys you like to see them getting a bond with each other and then hopefully that carries all the way to the major leagues i know Niren in the chat has been a guy that's been hard on the cubs and, and probably rightfully so we just don't know yet for the 2019 and 2020 draft he's saying you know other teams have two to three guys 
Mervis is the only guy from 2020, 2019, not so much yet. Um, we'll see how that we'll see how the draft pans out. I will say this: whether you were on board with the trades when they happened or not, and you know, some people were, some people weren't. I'm not telling you how to cub. I am now fully on board with the results. I think some of these guys are going to make it. The more and more you start to see these guys, you realize that, you know, whether you hated trading Darvish or not, they've got some guys in the system from that trade. Casey's one of them. You look at uh, the trading hobby. Obviously, the PCA deal, a lot of people fell in love with hobby. The ones that didn't want to see him traded may never feel good about it, but you will if PCA becomes an all-star. Not saying he's going to. I'm just saying at right now, his progress is about as good as the guys that they've traded for their progress. Most of them has been as expected or above expectation, right? Like when you looked at the names and they first came across, you were like, who is this Alcantara guy? Well, he started to show steps. PCA has exploded beyond those expectations. Maybe Casey's another guy. Mervis was a draft pick, but again, you didn't know much about him. And it's partly because of the year that he was draft. You know, he became a, a free agent signee and wasn't drafted, but like that's because the year it came in. He, he's a guy that would have been drafted by the Cubs or another team. It's just that they didn't have as many rounds that year. So trade wise, I'm on board with it. Developing the guys that they've drafted. Well, we'll, we'll see, but they, maybe they are behind. I, I, I don't know, but I like what I've seen. Uh, Mervis, by the way, was uh, one for three against Nicaragua. And they play Puerto Rico tonight, so that'll be a good challenge. And again, it's like what we talked about with Assad. They're great, getting great opportunities. I mean, if Mervis is in the lineup tonight for Israel and you expect him to be, he's going against Puerto Rico. Like, he's going to see great – that's going to be the best pitching he's ever seen. Period. Yeah. It's going to be better than anything he could face in the Cactus League is what he would face against Puerto Rico. So I like those opportunities. And what I don't like would be Great Britain's jersey. Oh, my goodness. How bad is Great Britain's jersey? Like the memes that were going around the Internet this weekend were comical. It's like who came up with just like a plain – that's like the most boring font you could ever see. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wasn't uh, wasn't a hey. fan. I I I think it, 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 I don't know. <laughs> it looks like they like forgot until the last minute, and they're like, "Oh, we right. gotta we gotta get jerseys." The equipment guy, hey, go make up some jerseys, and he's like, "Oh, what do I do?" Roman, look at <laughs> the hats aren't bad, but the, I don't know the jersey. I don't. Any chance we can uh, get to shit on Great Britain, and we'll always do it. And this is a great <laughs> great time to shit on Great Britain because yeah, those yikes. Just Niren said it looks like it was designed on Microsoft Word. <laughs> yeah, for I real. Mean, it's outrageously <laughs> bad. You could have done anything with that. On the flip side, I love Mexico's jersey and hat. Love yeah. it. Really right. cool. I like Puerto Rico's hat too. Um, I think most of the uniforms were really well done. I would yeah. say like most. I don't of like Cuba's. I don't like Cuba's uniform. It's too. Am, it's too much for me. Too much. Too much blue. Okay. But uh, as far as young guys go, by the way, Carlos brings up another guy that we've we've mentioned multiple mm -hmm. times, but Cam Sanders keep we, we said Wisneski. Cam Sanders is another one of those guys that um mm -hmm. he's gonna make them think. He's gonna have to make them think about it. I don't roster crunch wise, I don't know what guys will be able to bust through that line right up right for opening day, like like Cody said, you know, it doesn't always matter, but like We'll see. Cam Sanders has shown that he should probably be at the major league level at some point this season. Yeah, I, I remember, <laughs> you know, just hearing about Cam Sanders last year. I think he, you know, kind of went on the, if I'm not mistaken, went on the developmental list uh, and kind of, you know, did some things down in Arizona and came back as a reliever. Um, and he was on the radar for the major leagues last year, like when Jeremiah Estrada was still kind of coming up. And there was a few guys that we're on like a, a list of like, Hey, you know, kind of watch out for these guys that are AAA right now. They'll, they may have a spot or may be able to find themselves in the big leagues at some point this year. Now, obviously Cam Sanders didn't, but he's looked good. Um, and he, it seems like he's on the cusp, right. And had not being on the 40 man, you know, that kind of stuff 
doesn't help his case uh, compared to like some of these other bullpen arms that are on the 40 man that could be there. Um, but again, it's like guys that aren't on the opening day roster, they're probably going to play like not all 26 guys that are on the opening day roster are going to be on the roster the entire season, whether that's they get injured or, you know, they get released or whatever it is traded, whatever it ends up being, those guys will not be the same 26 every single game over 162. So Cam Sanders out of the bullpen, if he continues to pitch like he has, he'll be at Iowa and he'd be one call away from making the big league. So I think you can probably expect that he will make his debut at some point this season. I don't know exactly when that will be, uh, but it seems like he's near the top of guys. Like if they need a guy from AAA to come in and, and pitch out of the bullpen, he's probably right there at the top of the list. Yeah. No, yeah, I, Brandon uh, mentioned in the Rule 5 draft. Yeah, that, of course it was a risk. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the ones we talked about when like the like Ryan Jensen was more of a surprise, but I remember we had been talking, we had talked, you know, Brennan Davis, Alcantara and, and Ben Brown were the three. And, you know, we, we were throwing names out there of who might also be, um, you know, have their contracts selected so that they're protected from the draft. And Cam Sanders was one guy I think we kind of thought might be on that list. And obviously I didn't. And Cubs are fortunate that he wasn't taken. Um, but that's you know, he's a guy that's probably right there again, top of the list of guys that are ready to make their big league debut at some point this year. Yeah, I again goes back to everything I've said about the pitching. There's just so much that who knows when. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to say it, and because it'll just come off as like, oh, I think the Cubs will be out of it mid season. But like, you can, like, I think Luke said it last week or maybe the week before where. The Cubs are kind of in a position this year where they could potentially sell and buy. Where, you know, if a guy like Cam Sanders or Ryan Jensen or whoever is ready to come up, but they got to remove one of these veteran relievers, you know, you could trade a Boxberger or, mm-hmm. or, or Fulmer or whatever. I, I, I don't know, but I'm, but I think they're in a position to where they potentially could do that. Um, so, We'll see. I, I, but I, I, it's just exciting. So I think that uh, we'll probably definitely see Jensen or, or Sanders sometime this year. And I hope earlier than, than not, because it just, to me, especially Sanders, he's, he's proven it at the, at every level. And, uh, you know, he's looked good this spring as well. He's been very uh, exciting. He's got the vibe. You know, how I am about vibes. He's got that vibe. <laughs> Uh, with the struts and all that stuff. So I think he'll be a fan favorite whenever he comes up and can prove that he can do what he can do. So uh, Carlos also says uh, Rowan Wick. Yeah, I mean, that's another guy where they could potentially cut ties with, um, who also really hasn't been that impressive to me this spring, but I don't know what they're going to do with him. So like, but they, again, they with all these options that they have, it's, it's not the biggest deal in the world. So yeah. We'll see it all how it all plays out. I understand everyone's like, we want to see the young guys. We want to see the young guys, but you got to have some vets on here too. And you got and 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 even though Rowan Wick even was kind of up and down last year, he is he's got major league experience. And you need guys like that on the roster. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Look at look at uh, what Efros brought you back last year. You know, there's yeah. a there's a guy that was. A, a, a reliever that was good and you thought, well, they're not going to trade him. Look what they've turned him into. But <laughs> if they are in some sort of crunch or they're, even if they're in the mix, the reason I think they could be both buyers and sellers is that if those young guys are pushing enough and you think that they can take those spots, if you, I'm not going to say you're going to get a West Nesky because there was a lot of, service time left with Efros, but if you can turn Boxberger or whoever, Fulmer, whoever it might be, somebody into uh, a, a good prospect down the line, um, you know, probably getting ahead of ourselves, but it doesn't yeah. sound like a bad plan. I saw Barb mention Marcus Stroman. Well, that's, that's a much bigger fish, obviously. Yeah. But if you start having guys competing and they're like, if Assad were to continue this, whether it was at Iowa or at the major league level and Wes Nesky jumps in and he starts doing what if Killian finds that control and it starts doing mm-hmm. well and guys start pushing the major league level. They'll have to think about some it's, of that. stuff. Well, yeah, you know? it's, it's definitely tough to predict like 
a team that's above 500 in the division yeah. race and they're like oh they should still sell it <laughs> like that's so hard to say yeah. but i i see where you're coming from is if you have guys like cam sanders or you know pushing for that bullpen yes. right like does that make maybe you know brad boxberg or michael fulmer who you know would they be expendable at that point right like it, it is it is a weird dynamic considering the cubs aren't in a win now mode right now but they also might be better than being sellers at the deadline it's 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 a weird kind of position that they could find themselves in if they're in it and they need a bat for example i don't know what position but just say they need a bat which that would not be surprising considering how this team is made up and you got you your bullpen is you know, one of the one of the best in baseball your starting rotation is you know not the best but it's it's got depth and and, it, and they're and they're doing the job because if they're in it as in 500 or just hanging around that wild card chase somehow some way it's going to be because of those two things so if if that's happening and you and the cubs need a bat then a guy like boxberger and fulmer they do become expendable and you're able to sell for maybe a bat one of those guys but it's almost like they're buying at the same time you know what i mean like because of the depth that they have in 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 the pitching so that's kind of the way I look at it, and obviously you got to play the games and see what happens. But that's the perfect scenario. The perfect right. scenario is young guys start to develop at such a rapid rate that they're forcing out yeah. one-year guys, veterans that have just a little time left that are good and can get you something back, but are also replaceable. So whether that's Drew Smiley or yeah. whoever it might be. That would be the perfect scenario for the Cubs. It, it, heck, it might even be a Cody Bellinger plan if everything went perfectly for guys in the outfield. But I said I wouldn't get ahead of myself, and I won't. Okay, I already did. Too late. Uh, I was getting ready to say, me and, me and Luke have basically already stated that we expect this team to be in it. We like. I do. It, it is. We have, we have basically said it without saying it, that we expect this team to be in it. And if this team is only selling at the deadline like they did the last two years, then some major shit went wrong. And it I just don't see it happening unless, A, a bunch of injuries, B, guys didn't perform what we had hoped, and C, the Cardinals just like literally ran away with this division. like that Because that, that would be the only way that I could also see them out because maybe they're not playing that bad, but the Cardinals just like are on pace for a hundred plus wins. And I, I don't know if, if that's going to actually happen. So baseball's funny, but it can be yeah. funny both ways. So we'll, we'll see how it all unfolds. That's what, that's why we're looking forward to a whole baseball season, but more so than we were last year. I mean, we, we were hoping with the lockout that it was going to start, but clearly there's more guys to watch this season. Mm -hmm. The team has more talent than it did going into last season. So the prospects are closer. There's more reasons to watch this year. You know what else it's important to watch? DraftKings, Cody. You got to watch your DraftKings app because you got to know when to pull the trigger on a big deal. You got to know when to invest. When are you getting the same game parlay? That you I know. Want? How are you I doing know. it? Yeah. You know, so, so DraftKings Sportsbook is the official betting partner of CHGO and all city guys. And, you know, if you're, you're a regular day listener here, you, you, you should know that by now. I hope all of you in the chat have used code CHGO whenever you log into or when you've registered on DraftKings. And uh, if you haven't, um, you know, NCAA tournaments coming up, baseball's right around the corner. You, if you don't like to bet every day, like I do, you just place a little couple future bets. I know Luke likes to do that. Uh, you can get the Cubs plus 650 to win the division, get them plus 310 last I checked to just make the playoffs. And if you're like Michael Collada and just like are super negative, you can bet on the Cardinals to win the division if you want to be that negative or or the Cubs to miss the playoffs. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's all kinds of things you can do on DraftKings Sportsbook. So you got MLB, like I said, NCAA tournament, the future odds for who's to win the NCAA tournament. It's it's juicy as hell. And this year, there's no one team that stands out. I already put five bucks on UCLA and Arizona uh, to win and also Duke just because they're playing really well going right now. So I'm sure all three of those will not win now. But uh, yeah, plus, like Luke said, NBA, no sweat, same game parlays. They're the best because you don't have to sweat. and You get your money back if it doesn't hit. Uh, so, yeah, check all that out. Download the app now and sign up with CoCHGO. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NBA with CoCHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
And, you know, obviously once you win those bets, like Cody, Cody's been on a run, Sean, uh, you know, our White Sox guy, he has not been. So if you're fading Sean, you might, you might make some money. He's the fade God. <laughs> the fade he's, God. The, he's the fade God. <laughs> so when you win those bets, take some of those, take, take some of that money and go, you know, shop on Foco. Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams. So get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Foco's got you covered from Soldier Field to the living room, north or south side with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like DeMar with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, Foco. Looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life? Foco's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Check out Foco.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Could have used some Foco hoodies. I didn't have one on Saturday, and it was it got cold out. Oh, yeah. Cold. I it's was wearing my G-Baby jersey with a CHGO shirt under it, yeah. and it, I, it was not warm enough. I was no. walking the streets of Chicago freezing my ass off. It was not, not my greatest idea. Yeah, uh, Dustin Allen pointing out. I don't want to forget fifty straight days of hashtag Mike Dubs. I already did mention that he was out by the pool. I haven't seen any more comments, so I'm wondering if he's taking a dip and doesn't want to take his phone into the pool. Yeah, maybe the uh, maybe the swim up bar he's probably at in Arizona. What a dedication it would be though if he did watch us while like in the pool because I think like that would be dedication to the CHO yeah. Cubs. Yeah, or, or if he were at the swim up bar and he actually, what do they call that? Apple cast his phone up to the TV. And so everybody was watching our show at the uh, swim up bar somewhere in Arizona. Maybe yeah. he's at staying at the Phoenician. He seems like a high roller, Mike Dubs. Like he'd be at somewhere yeah. fancy like the Phoenician, five star resort, big wigs floating in, players' wives in and out, Makes girlfriends sense. of the players, <laughs> right? That's yeah. the type of place yeah. he would. Uh, Barbara would, you know, what uh, we always say this after the show that barbara's like the wild card in this chat yeah for sure and, and she she said can you please do a segment to show how the sports book on addison and sheffield will benefit the team thank you well barbara the way the cubs are pushing it as the money that comes in through that sports book will go back into the organization we'll see if that actually happens but we'll never really know in, until like another five years down the line where they have to pay a bunch of people or decide to pay a bunch of people, I assume. Yep. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to benefit. It's going to be- benefit the fans. If yeah. you're going through the experience and you want to mm-hmm. be somebody who's going to be checking benefits out. It's us because we might sure. be doing some stuff there because it is a right. DraftKings sports book. So right. Cody's uh, going to have his own chair. I, I know. I know a lot of people, as in Cubs fans, aren't excited about this, and they think it's just Ricketts trying to take more money from Cubs oh, fans. No. But like everyone in sports is doing this. Yeah, I mean they have a they have a sports book at the United Center that I went and checked yeah. out when I went to the Big Ten tournament last Thursday. Like it's just part of sports. This has nothing to do with Ricketts wanting to take all our money. Blah blah blah. Outside of you know everyone else is doing it, so why not? So yeah, I hope that the money that they get from the sports book throughout the next five years goes back into the team. I genuinely do, but. I know Michael Collada doesn't believe that, so I'm not going to try and change your mind. But that's that's how they pushed it at the Cubs convention when someone asked them about it. So Collada says the guys in the Blackhawks podcast here at CHGO say that he's positive. I've been this. He's oh, wow. been very Stephen. He's been very positive here. I'm just noting that since the time change today, he's a little crankier, and I fully understand it because I'm the same way. I've been laying down during this entire show, so I know exactly where you're coming from. No, he's he actually has been very positive on the Blackhawks podcast. Lately. He's a man of integrity. He admitted okay. he was yeah, wrong right. about Luke Richardson. I got to give him a lot of props for that. So, I saw uh, that. Uh, all right, Kalada. All right, well, now you got to change him on Justin Fields because when he said that, he, that, that <laughs> there's no one to throw to DJ Moore, I wanted yeah, to throw, yeah. I wanted to, to punch the screen because I was that's like, that's a tough yeah. ask. I don't know if and I can. Barbara doesn't want you to punch we're gonna, anyone. We're gonna, we're gonna get him to change his mind on Justin Fields. <laughs> Justin Fields is my quarterback, he should be Chicago's quarterback, and I'm excited to see what happens next season for the Bears. So, but the, again, very, very, uh, the integrity part of Michael Collada being Absolutely. positive on the Blackhawks show, big of integrity. him. First yeah. word is integrity. The second word might be bitterness, but that's a that's a whole other story, Michael. Like we, we still love you. You're still the godfather of the CHGO Cubs podcast. Uh, so March Madness is underway, and I told you I didn't really watch the Big Ten tournament, but I did see that Matt Painter, Purdue it's wins it. Man. The head coach lifts up his shirt, and instead of showing us his belly button, we see a fly the W shirt. 
Is that it? The W flag, and he says, Cubs, baby. How about that? Cubs, baby. So I'm now now I'm sort of pulling for Purdue a little bit in the tournament. I haven't filled out my bracket, but I got a little more love for the Boilermakers than I did before, which will make Greg Braggs happy. And by the way, have you seen the dope merch we unveiled today? Have you seen what's hot at the CHGO locker today? Speaking of, look at that, Mr. Braggs, brick by brick. Exclusive. Get on board with the Bears fans now. You're you're at the bottom. You're building now. After that, trade by polls. Get your brick by brick shirt, all chgo.com. The hoodie is exclusive for diehards only. So, again, a lot of reasons to sign up to be a diehard. There's another one. The exclusive hoodie right there. That merch only available to diehards. You also get the card. You get the uh, discounts on the merch, discounts to the events that are coming up this year. And you get to see all of Ryan's articles, uh, stuff that Moriano is putting out about the Bears. Uh, Jared Wills will have some stuff that will probably be behind the paywall this year. A lot of Ryan's stuff has come from behind the paywall, and you can read it. But there are exclusive articles, just like there are exclusive merch opportunities like this one. And I got to tell you, the brick-by-brick hoodie looks pretty sweet. I would call it, dare I say, dope merch. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm March definitely getting that hoodie. I'm definitely so getting March Madness. Uh, do you have a, to put the Cubs twist on this, do you have a Cinderella pick for the Chicago Cubs this year? Is there somebody in the system around the franchise, somebody that would be your Cinderella pick for a big surpriser this season for the Cubs? Mm-hmm. Well, my heart always wants to say Max Bain because that's that's my guy. Right. Because if he Shooting somehow ended up on the Cubs roster this year, that would be a Cinderella story. But <laughs> um, I think I've we've kind of spend other things related to this before. And I am like no one's talking about Ryan Jensen. No one's talking about yeah. Ryan Jensen. Good one. Um, so you know, first round pick 2019, probably gonna be a reliever. Uh I think there's a lot of upside there, and we've been talking about relievers on the show a lot today. So, uh, Ryan Jensen's a guy that I'm. He would be. He would definitely be like a Cinderella type because again, no one's talking about him as much as other guys like Mervis and even Cam Sanders and you know all these other prospects. So, yeah. I think Ryan Jensen could make. He can. He can make some sort of noise on this team somehow, some way. So that's yeah. who. That's my Cinderella pick. Yeah, I, think my pick, I think my pick is Caleb Killian. Mm, I think that would year, be a Cinderella story. Like yeah. last year was was a, he was probably the most hyped starting pitching prospect in like 20 years, right? When when he was kind of coming up and ready, he had that really solid debut against the Cardinals. Um, and the next two starts that he made weren't very good, and he never, you know, he went back down and never came back up. And um, you know. He, Fell off a lot of people's radars, uh, especially with the way some of these other prospects have been pitching. Wisniewski, you know, even Assad. Uh, so Caleb Gillian kind of fell off a lot of radars uh, over the last seven months, however long it's been. Uh, maybe a little longer than that. I, I'm not good at math. But I think if he – I think he's still squarely in that mix for, like, triple A, you know, starting pitching depth. Um, and so if injuries happen or guys get traded, whatever it is, I think he has a good chance, again, of being one of those guys that gets the first call back up. You know, being on the 40-man roster obviously helps with that. But um, being one of the first guys they, they bring up, you know, if need be, um, and if he does have a good year, I think that that bounce back that he could have with the Cubs would be I, – I, I think that would fit the Cinderella criteria. Again, a guy that just fell off the radar, went from – the most hyped prospect in the system or pitching prospect in the system to off a lot of people's radars or just not in the general, you know, not, not, not the general discussion among Cubs fans. If you were to bounce back, I think that that's a Cinderella type story. I just came up with tomorrow's podcast. Tomorrow's podcast. We are going to do a CHGO Cubs March madness bracket seeding everything because I think a guy like Javier Assad is like a 12-5 matchup. He's in there against somebody that really thinks they're going to have an impact, but Assad could be the guy that shoots ahead of him. So maybe for a segment we do our own March Madness Cubs bracket. If I had to pick a Cinderella like a, you know, a 15 seed right now, somebody that's going to actually make some noise, 
which guys are all good. I'll tell you who mine would be just because I think he's been forgotten. And I still think it's Adbert Alzali. I still think Alzali could have an impact. A guy that was, you know, uh, maybe a preseason pick a couple years ago for some teams, but I think he's going to get his opportunity and that he might, he might finally have the right role and be healthy. And if that's the case, you're going to see why he was a top prospect for the Cubs always. Yeah. So maybe it's Al's like, what do you think? Do you think we could come together yeah. with a, maybe it's not um, a full 60 plus teams, but maybe we do a smaller bracket and play it out. Remember sure. last year when we did like ballpark food or whatever? Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll probably have to redo that. We got 16 more days, 16 more shows probably before the. Uh... We got it. Good. Uh, what, uh, I wish I could remember the bracket. We'd have to bring it back up and uh, repost it just, just to see what the people would think a year later. Um, but the good Number time. 12 seed. The ass man shoves his way to the majors. Yeah, yeah. Could happen. Could be. Could happen after last night. Do you have a uh, craziest thing that could happen? Like, as in March Madness, the, cra- yeah. the craziest thing that could happen this season? Yeah, they win the World Series. <laughs> well, that would be. <laughs> I think that's the craziest thing that could happen off. for the team. <laughs> I would say the craziest thing, like, if it's not the World Series, then, like, winning over 90 games. If they somehow, like – pulled a 2015 Cubs because that team was supposed had like this similar expectations. If that, if this team does something close to that, that's, that'd be crazy enough because they don't like, if they win the world series, my God, will this company just take off? I mean, it's already going <laughs> to help with the bears, but like, Holy shit. We CHO be CHO Cubs will be taken over the city. If, if the, if the Cubs won the world series with, with this team, but sure. uh yeah, no, I, if they win more than 90 games, I would say that would be or along those lines of crazy that you're asking. So Yeah, I don't know what it is. I see, uh, first of all, Kalata says about Alzali, my pick, he's been watching the Cubs since 57, and Alzali is tipping his pitches. We're going to want to pass that along. If that, yeah. Tell him, hey, uh, Kalata, send us some more specific info, and we'll send it along to the Cubs. <laughs> we'll get it to Max Bain. We'll get it along to Alzali, yeah. uh-huh. and we'll work it that way. Uh, by the way, if you haven't seen it, Max Payne has one of our CHGO hoodies, courtesy Cody. He's 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 um, pushing our swag in that Cubs locker room now. And uh, Fernando with a good question. Where is the CHGO opening day pregame happening at? We don't have the specifics on it yet, but it's happening. I've already had conversations. We've heard some of those conversations happening. We just don't know the actual location and time. But will we be out there around Wrigley Field? For some sort of activity, yes. So stay tuned to this podcast live at 120 mm-hmm. every single day. Uh, thank me. By the way, 120 Tuesday will be here. I'm working on that bracket the rest of the day. It is not going to be a kegger at, at my house. That, that is not happening. Um, Don't come one, to my house. one more thing before we get out yeah. of here. Um, so. Cubs fans who listen, they might know who Matt Menaces. He's uh, M Bone. The guy, uh, his Twitter handle is M Bone something. I, it's a couple numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he's the guy who streams himself watching sports, and he's a huge Cubs fan, so he streams himself watching sports. We try to get him on the show, but he lives out in Arizona. His girlfriend lives in Toronto. Anyway, they're in Chicago. They've been in Chicago this weekend. I'm going to go meet up with them at Sluggers later tonight, and. So in the process oh, of boy. in the pro, in the process of planning this, he was texting me, and again, he's he's not from Chicago. I think his family is originally, and that's why he's like a Cubs fan. But he lived in Texas his entire life. So I was texting him, and his girlfriend wants to go to Sluggers tonight, and so I'm just going to read this text chain real quick. He says, "Okay, we have dinner plans with my family, but Jordan wants to go to a bar called Sluggers to film content." content i guess there is a batting cage or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i was like lmao a bar called sluggers it's only like the most famous bar in wrigleyville and he's like is that close to you i don't want to make you drive far it's like it's not far from me it's right by wrigley field and then said asked if i was down to meet there so i just thought it was funny to share because he's not from here and he just didn't realize that you know sluggers is one of the most more one of the more popular bars here in the city so um Shout out to him. And uh, yeah, 
he's uh reel him in, Cody. Reel him in. Reel him in. Reel him in. Podcast. He has one of our shirts. He he texted to me one time after he bought. So you already got the hook set. You got the hook set, but you got to net the big fish now. You got to reel him in. Don't let him break the line on you. (laughs) Set your drag. All right. Uh, thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Quick uh, super chat. Going to need a drunk batting cage footage. Thank you for listening, Fernando, and the great comments today. And, of course, hashtag Mike Dubs, hashtag Vibe With Us. Fly the W.